Hi guys, the following episode of Chisky Pop contains mature language and sexual content. Listener discretion is advised. Anita, I can't marry you with you. Daddy! This is Papu and this is Sweetie and you're listening to Chisky Pop your bi-weekly dose of all things sexy, desi, funny and filmy. For this week's final episode of the season Papu and I reflect back on the year and list our highlights and faves for the decade. But first, we discuss the recent amendment to the Indian Citizenship Bill and the protests that have arisen from it. So stay tuned. finally here we made it it's the end of 2019 do you feel nervous how are you feeling at this moment papu knowing do you do, are you one of those people that is like pa- panicking because you know it's going to be the end of the year and there's all these things you have planned now resolutions and crap i'm just glad that once the new year's is over like all the other businesses will finally come back to work so a lot of things which are stuck for me will finally start working. Uh, so I'm eager for the whole holidays to be done with. Holiday season is over, <laughs> the year is going to end. And now you're like, okay, cool, back to the grind, I guess. Yeah, see, there are more things to look forward to. You know, there is uh, spring and then there will be like Valentine's Day. I don't know, some holiday. Uh, do you have any like plans for the new year's at all papu like big party um, shati uh, going to go crazy for new year's 2020 i always uh, mostly uh, if possible uh, spend it with my friends around here uh, we never go to any of those expensive uh, places which charge a bomb um, like two thousand yeah. dollars for one table <laughs> it, it's insane it's ridiculous it's let's insane. all be stuck in traffic for three hours to get to one place that's completely overpriced <laughs> and then spend entire morning trying to come home and then by the time it's the new year actually you just feel yeah. like it. so it's it's so silly it's so silly uh house parties are always the best thing to do you bring your own booze and uh, yeah that's what we're gonna do we're gonna just meet up at a oh, place nice. and it's a rented uh, place so you know we don't have to really bother about it being cleaned up later or whatever um you can just trash the place go what about you what are you going to do? Papu, what have I done every year for New Year's? What is the most fun thing I'm capable of <laughs> I doing? I thought maybe... Did you get any invites or 
you know, people, people stop inviting me because first of all I will say I'm coming and then the last minute I'll cancel that's I'm famous oh, for no, that so flaky. people just stop inviting me out now and I'm completely okay with that uh, I think I'm just going to stay mm. in with my kitties and my husband and we're going to watch Die Hard <laughs> what's the new year coming you, so that's as entertaining as it gets from so me so Die Hard is your holiday movie that's that's the movie we picked yeah last year we brought in the new year with Independence Day and this year we're going to do it with Die Hard <laughs> I don't know there's nothing like a big you know American raunchy machismo action flick to bring in the year no like I don't <laughs> <laughs> so yes but I, I, I don't know I, I think because this is 2020 there's going to be some very special things this is, I don't know I don't know if you've talked about this but is it auspicious is there something to look forward to 2020 nothing just sounds nice I mean in terms of all the astrology stuff that I I just get sucked into <laughs> it, it does seem that uh, the new year will bring um, a lot of um, good things for all the signs because it seems like in the last few years um, so well basically it explains that you know planets like Saturn uh, have really large orbits so their effects are felt for at least three years so Saturn is finally out of the um, you know, the very problematic position and Saturn is associated with uh, success and obstruction of uh, your plans for success. So it's going to be good days, happy days for all the signs uh, in the start of 2020. Woo-hoo. So yeah, it'll start off well. Do we look forward to getting your tarot reading that you promised us, Papu, at the end of this episode? Oh yeah, we could do mm-hmm. that. Sure, yes, I will bring crack out my deck my deck. Do you know that this year in Chinese New Year was the year of the pig, which was quote unquote my year because I'm a pig in the Chinese zodiac. Uh, this coming 2020 is for the year of the rat. Oh. So to any of our <laughs> listeners that are rats, it's going to be a very lucky year for you. Maybe we'll do like a, I remember that uh, you always very keen on the Chinese zodiac. So maybe we can do that in Jan. Just hell yeah. A little snapshot. Of I don't know why, but that stuff is so fun for me. And 2020 has such a good ring to it, right? It's like futuristic. 2020. Well, we don't have flying cars yet. I'm really pissed off about that. No, I don't trust humans with machinery anyways. In the sense like cars seem terrifying. <laughs> I don't think I want flying cars. Thank you. Well, I mean, at least f- like flying shoes, something, man. You guys should have given us something futuristic to look forward these, to for 2020. Like we're literally watching all our shows on, on a handheld device. That's like magic. I want that handheld device to fly, Papu. Don't you get it? It's only <laughs> if it flies, does it mean future. And if we have time travel, we still don't have time travel in the year 2020. This People is both. People are pe- not very intelligent so you can't trust them with no that's not true the problem is the more we know the less uh, we know yeah. get it? like the more information we have somehow it's convinced ah. us that vaccines are bad for us you know that's that's where we are in the future now that is so true you know what somehow we've we've gone backwards <laughs> i mean, are you surprised yeah no i am surprised i'm surprised like a lot of people don't know about the flat earthers like i told a friend and he's like what and he's from iim and he was like what is say wait what is iim uh you know the 
Indian Institute of Management. Uh, it's like a Harvard for India, basically. Hey, geez, Papu, I'm an artist. Geez, how am I supposed to know that? Random knowledge. Uh, it, it's just like they, they're considered like the most intelligent people because it's so hard to get in whatever, whatever. Uh, but yeah, he did not know about the Flat Earther Society and I educated him. Uh, <laughs> not the kind of education he was seeking, but just to show that how stupid people can be. I think be. the main thing we also have to point out is that most flat earthers are white people. Just just want to put oh, that yeah. out there. And anti-vaxxers are also. What is it with white people going back in, you know, anti-vaccines and all of that? I don't know, Papu. Do you have anybody we can talk to? Is there any spokespeople out there for white people that can answer our questions? And also abortion. <laughs> like, I don't know. In India, it's, it's abortion is not you know connected with religion it's or, not very taboo yeah it's it's not really that way in canada either it's just a, it's a very christian concept and america is very christian and blah blah mm. blah but anyway oh well uh, <laughs> why don't we take a quick break and then we'll start with the final episode of the season darling we have to make this really dramatic this episode it's okay. it's final actually we'll have another episode in like three weeks but you know still it just feels final. All right, let's take a quick music break and then we'll be right back and we're going to jump into our topic. Okay. So we have a lot of fun stuff that we're going to cover this episode, like, um, you know, favorite things of the decade or biggest hits of the decade, a lot of yeah. decade stuff that we're going to reflect back because on. Because everyone's doing that, right? Like the top movies. The 10-year glow up from when oh, God. I was like a nerdy twerp <gasps> to now and I don't need glasses anymore and I, you know, don't need braces and all that crap. Oh my God, yeah. Ugh. I feel that's so reductive. Like someone put a post of Adele at the start of the decade and, and now and you're like... Okay, you're just taking a picture of her, like a before and after weight loss thing. I mean, that's so reductive. Like, she's she's so much evolved as a person and as an artist. And she's so much more than her weight. Yeah. She's much more than that. I know, it's fine. I think the only, like, 10-year glow-ups or glow-downs I cared about were about climate change that I was reading. And I was like, oh, we're all doomed. Hey, <laughs> this is exciting. <laughs> Actually, yeah. So before we jump into all the fun, light, you know, stuff about the decade, Papu and I just want to touch up on one big, somewhat depressing topic that is in the news in the DC sphere right now that everybody's talking about. We're not going to dwell on it too much because we want the episode to be more light uh, so that we can, you know, have a little more of a, I guess, a timeout for our listeners to kind of, you know, our universe is a place they can go yeah. off to and not think about sad stuff. That is so well put. And so I thought uh, we'll just quickly cover it and then, you know, we can give our thoughts on it and how we feel and we can move on from there. Right. Is that okay? Yeah, okay. let's uh, jump right into it. And obviously it's all over the news and we are all affected in it. In a sense, we have our friends either being part of this movement 
and we have a family members talking about it. It is the citizenship bill, basically, the, that has been amended. Yeah. So I'm just going to read off of Wikipedia, guys. Uh, so this is what happened. And this has caused like a whole bunch of protests and arguments at the family table. So um, what happened was on December 11th, the Citizenship Act of 1955, which was uh, created by providing a path to Indian citizenship for Hindu, Sikh, Buddhist, Jain, Parsi and Christian religious minorities fleeing persecution from Pakistan, Bangladesh and Afghanistan. But migrants who are Muslim, which might include people who have lived in India for generations but were unable to produce an old property deed or birth certificate to prove it, would not be afforded the same protection. Yeah, so basically what uh, really pissed off a lot of people was uh, that this thing came out of nowhere and was uh, made when mm. no one was looking. Uh, so India is a secular country, it says. On our constitution, it says everywhere. Uh, so mm -hmm. the current prime minister, Prime Minister Modi and his party and his... Uh, um, BJP party. Yes, Amit Shah. Uh, they came up with this um, uh, amendment on the act, which, uh, which regardless of your religion, uh, offers refuge to... Um, you know, refugees for from any religion. They changed it to specifically exclude... Muslims and certain countries where Muslims are mm. uh, really persecuted. And the fact that they're making people jump through hoops, like you have your Aadhaar card, you have like these, they come up with these. And I know my, see, I did not have to do any of the legwork because my dad did that. And I know, uh, you know, I just had to go there and, you know, actually, yeah, just wait half a day in line. Uh, but that was it. But still, there are people who have really, you know, uh, with fewer means right. who have to do this. And, you know, everyone does not have all this documentation, right? It's so hard. You have fires, you have floods, you have all of that happens. And it's just a piece of paper. How are you going to keep all of that documentation? And you already have a passport. Yeah. So I don't see how this is working. And it, it's... There are so many comparisons that are lightening what is happening right now to uh, Hitler. And when he started... Oh, yeah. Uh, the So right now, there are images coming down of the RSS army, uh, which is like the... Uh, basically, the 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 team that's going to be mobilized, uh, uh, creating this. There there are images of detention camps being built yeah, right, uh, right. in Assam. So now they've already started doing implemented this in Assam. Uh, there is heartbreaking stories of um, uh, a veteran soldier who served in the Indian Army for about thirty years, and now he is declared as not a citizen of India because he could not prove his citizenship in Assam. He's put into a detention camp. So all residents of the state of Assam, along with Bangladesh, uh, along with the Bangladesh border, have to produce documentary proof that they or their ancestors have lived in India since 1971. Around two million of their 333 million population, a mix of Hindus and Muslims, failed to pass this test. So now this risk risks them being rendered stateless and they are being put in these prisons. 
So any they are they're basically built to incriminate anybody that is determined to be an illegal immigrant. But like, what is an illegal immigrant if you've been living there for so long? Like, exactly. You're arresting people that have been in the country for like years and years. It makes absolutely no sense. And this is scary because this is coming off of the whole Kashmir thing. And then the Ayodhya verdict where they, you know, what happened with that. So you can very clearly see what the Prime Minister Modi and the BJP's Hindu fascist agenda is it's very hitler-esque of like cleansing yeah it's like totally cleansing the population right isn't that the word it's really scary that is it, it is scary and it is there are so many things that are urgent there is uh india uh, unemployment rate is writing rising the gdp is going down uh, there are so many issues that need urgent attention what does he do when he finally comes into uh, power he uh, you know decides to uh, anyways la- uh, last time he decided to come up with demonetization which right. was just like in a blink of the eye i don't think even professionals uh, economists who are in in the government were cons- uh, consulted and right now he decides that the way to deal with um, people who have been living illegally is to come up with a national register. Right. Like there is no no proper planning going into it. And it's so just... L- lately, the uh, protests that have been happening in India uh, are the most significant challenge to Prime Minister Modi's leadership since 2014. So as he's going pushing this Hindu nationalist agenda, uh, Desis like us, other secular or as I say, a secular India is fighting back. Hundreds and thousands of Indians have essentially gone all over every state you can think of to protest on the streets. And these have actually been deadly protests because there's been some really upsetting clashes between the police and demonstrators where at least 21 people people have been killed. I'm reading from the CBC article I found online. Yes, uh, it kind of started off with the um, the police storming into Jamia University. Right. Into, and that is what actually... Yeah, can you tell us more about that actually, Papu? Can you, I'm not actually familiar with what exactly happened in that university. Uh, the police just stormed into that university, into the hostel, into the library and uh, started... Where, which state is it in? Uh, like, this where is, is in it? Uh, North India, I think. Um, okay, okay. I don't know what information they were working off, but these students were... Um, without any, obviously not offering any resistance. They were just going about their day. And that's what mobilized a lot of these protests in um, all these different parts of the country. And that's what uh, spurred off this. And in the beginning, obviously, uh, what really got people pissed off was all of these students, uh, they were, were so ruthlessly beaten and bloodied um i was reading that the residents across up is this where the university area was around there uh, they said that the police broke into the homes of muslims took away hundreds of young men vandalized property and beat people with sticks yeah, on that's... the streets curfews and internet blackouts were widespread and they rest- instructed universities to track all the students social media posts yeah that is some fas- fascist sh- like, is, is is the rest of India not seeing this? Like, do you not see how uh, not okay that is? That is not what a democracy is. Yeah. 
And there's there's social media proof, by the way, you know, police have uh, claimed that nobody, you know, we're not firing bullets. But when People you look died. at the social media posts, it's just like, yeah, you're lying. This is like what's an eight year old boy died in UP. Jesus. You have to think about it in comparison with, let's say, Hong Kong. The protests over there are going on for more than a month, two months or whatever. Yeah. How many people died? Like two or three. What, what I'm saying is over here, uh, the police is using indiscriminate, there's indiscriminate use of right. their power and uh, just firing, like not even, uh, there is a certain protocol that you have to maintain, right? You, uh, when you're dealing with a crowd of people uh, who do not have weapons, okay, you use, I don't know, just water cannons or just maybe rubber bullets or not just not be uh, uh, use live rounds of ammunition. That's the least you could do. You know, um, I was reading this article from the New York Times uh, where Prime Minister Modi actually delivered a very strident speech, as it says. Uh, can I can I can I just like read out some of the things he said with regards to the protests? Yeah, he said, respect the parliament to thousands of supporters. Respect the constitution, respect the people elected by the people. I challenge the ones who are spreading lies. There's a smell of discrimination in anything I have done, then put me in front of the country. Mm. And he's accusing all the protesters of attacking the school buses and targeting the police. He called the police martyrs and spreading lies and rumors about the fate of Indian Muslims. So he And he made no mention of the protesters that had been killed. He didn't even... And, oh, and of course, he denied the detention camps that are there he said they denied they even existed like this, this is, is scary this is really like fascist like do are, are they see this dense they don't see this you're being willfully ignorant if you are uh, just ignoring all the information that's coming out uh, a lot of people you know uh, and yeah. indie uh, independent news sources are compiling a list of lies that uh, uh, President, uh, Prime Minister Modi and um, Amit Shah have been coming up with um, uh, just to help people uh, communicate that. So they've been sending this these links that you can distribute to your friends and family group uh, just to tr- try to have this really hard conversations. But if you, despite all this, uh, you know, evidence and you're still choosing to believe what he's saying for face value, then you're just being willfully ignorant. Mm-hmm. You just don't want to face the fact that this you're, you're supporting a person who is a fascist. And I just hope that people are starting to see what's up with Prime Minister Modi, like even the ones that voted for him. He obviously has some other very scary agenda, Yeah, you know, on his docket that really nobody in the country is aware of because out of nowhere, he keeps just dropping these bombs, him and his party, just like, hey, we're going to do this now. Oh, hey, this is happening. Oh, here's a new political map of India. Oh, here's this, you know, it's just... Where does it whoa, stop, whoa, whoa, right? Whoa, like, ping, 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 ping. No, I know exactly. Where does it stop? It's like crazy. It's a lot. It's a lot happening. And what sucks is the people to suffer the most are the ones that are the most impoverished, that don't have a lot of the financial means uh, that a lot of us privileged people do. Yeah. And it just, it sucks. Like, it sucks. you know, uh, we could be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to move to Canada. I'm going to move to Australia. I, you you can do that, but not someone who barely yeah. has a bank account because they don't have the right documentation. I know. And these are the people who are going to be so affected. Um, 
I don't know. It's just such a sad, sad state. So are you ready to trash all our celebrities now? Because yeah, we do that best. Yeah, I am so ready for this. this. <laughs> We're coming. <laughs> We're coming for you. All of you people who've been keeping your mouth shut, you f***ers. And can we also include a lot of the diaspora who oh, have yeah, yeah, yeah. famous diaspora who yeah. have been, you know, using that Desi card when they want to. The Desi diaspora, yeah. I'm all about the Desi people, you know, hashtag curry scented bitch. Oh my God. Yeah, anytime anybody says anything about, you know, something about our skin tone, the Desi diaspora <laughs> appears in like hordes, you know. I'm a curry scented bitch. Look at my hot photo and my light skin. And then after that, you know, nothing. Yeah, so when you have real issues, nobody says anything like, <coughs> Superwoman Lily Singh. <coughs> <laughs> Haven't heard anything from her, have we? Ahem, <coughs> ahem. Uh, so I'm not surprised, though. Um, I feel like a lot of people want to stay away from speaking about this out of fear of the repercussions or the mob that's going to come after them. But still, it's really shameful. Uh, so uh, last year, remember that photo, photo that was making the rounds of Modi with all our famous actors like Ayushman Khurana oh, and God. they all took a selfie with Modi and he was so cool and Priyanka Chopra invited him to a wedding, right? Like all those. Yeah. So um, it's really sad, Papu. You mentioned that university, right? Where the the police came in. What was it called? Jam- Jamia. Uh, Jamia. Jamia uh, Mila Mbilia uh, University where Shah Rukh Khan actually went. He, he, it's in yeah, Delhi. Yeah, it was that or Aligarh uh, University, I think one of them. But it, it, the police uh, was there. Yeah, so that's the yeah. one, I think. Jamia Millia University. Oh, is it? Okay. We're in New Delhi where Shah Rukh went. Uh, he has kept his mouth shut. And he was there for pretty much his entire, you know, youth. Wow. So, uh, you know, um, he kept his mouth. He hasn't said anything about it. Neither has Amir Khan, neither has Salman Khan. All the Khans. Oh, with his, all the Saptyamev Jayate and his... Uh, uh, Inkalab Zindabad, which by the way is a rigging cry right now for among all the students. Inkalab Zindabad, uh, what is that? Never heard of yeah, that. Yeah, that is, uh, you know, his, uh, what is that movie that Amir Khan was part of? Three students who uh, decide to... Um, Three idiots. No, what are you talking about? No, <laughs> it's, uh, sorry, I, I forget the movie. Uh, it, uh, and they... They all die uh, by locking themselves on... Oh, uh, wait, I don't know. I know exactly what you're talking about. I know they have Rangde Basanti. Rangde Basanti, exactly. Yeah, 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 you're right. So he's uh, nowhere to be found. Crickets chirping. Um, so I have a list of celeb tweets that yeah. we can stand by, Papu, and celeb tweets that we cannot stand by and that are probably cancelled. Mm. Okay, Dia Mirza. Who I haven't seen, I don't know. What has she done lately? Who cares? Anyway. Lisa Ray is someone who's been really vocal throughout. Oh, Lisa Ray. Is she Desi though? Is she, does she have a Desi card? I'm very curious about whether Lisa Ray is even Desi. Well, she has, she's light-eyed and well, in the 90s, she used to come in a lot of these uh, commercials. She was on Channel We. Yeah, she was one of the, uh, so but basically she has had the light skin privilege. Actually, she was Canadian Indian, just so you know, Lisa Ray was Canadian Indian. But uh, uh, if you, I mean, I follow her on Twitter and as a cancer survivor, I think, you know, she's always been uh, very vocal about all her issues. And right now she's given unevocable support to the protest. She's been talking about her family and uh, she's come from a military background. So um, always traveling around. and uh, she's half Bengali and half Polish. Yeah. Oh, and she grew up in 
Etobicoke. God damn, desi ass neighborhood in Toronto area. That's where she's from. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Good, good for her. I'm really glad she's. And there's very few people that are actually speaking up. Um, so Dia Mirza said, tweeted. My mother is Hindu. My biological father was a Christian. My adopted father, a Muslim. In all official documents, my, religious sta- my religion status says blank. Does religion determine I am Indian? It never did, and I hope it never does. Hashtag one India, hashtag India. So I can stand by that. Can you stand by that tweet? Yeah. Papu? Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. And then Farhan Akhtar, your favorite, tweeted. Um, actually, I'm just kidding. He's not that bad. Sometimes we hate on him on this podcast, but, you know, he's, he's an okay guy. He just picks bad roles and he's mediocre. Yeah, I, don't, I just, yeah, he's okay. Like, I don't know. He's just inflated. He's, just, pure, his, he's just a little, you know, he's a cute f- boy that he opens his mouth on. Anyway, he <laughs> tweeted, here's what you need to know about why these protests are important. See you on the 19th at Kranti Maidan, Mumbai. August Kranti Maidan, yes. August Kranti Maidan in Mumbai. The time to protest on social media alone is over. And he shares an image about the citizenship bill and like all its issues. Hmm. So uh, Anurag Kashyap has also been very vocal about this. And uh, this has gone too far. Can't stay silent any longer. The government is clearly fascist. And makes me angry to see voices that can actually make right a difference. On. Stay quiet. So and uh, also he, he was on Twitter that uh, where he saw uh, suddenly a bunch of his uh, followers just disappear because Twitter had wrongfully like uh, removed some uh, a big chunk of uh, Twitter users and then <sighs> it, it got them back. Um, Twitter. So yeah, I mean, again, the, you know, like the uh, BJP ID cell is been working overtime to of course. Uh, in its mis- yeah to generate like uh, all this other dialogue like basically just posting everywhere or just like trying to divert attention um anyways uh anurag kashyap is um for uh, uh the protest good yeah. f- good for him for straight up saying the word fascist like that's the only yeah. celebrity that i've seen actually use that word which is so so true um yeah and pariniti chopra also tweeted something but i don't know how to feel about her like every time i see her speak i'm like holy shit, you're dumb like fuck Oh my God, when I've heard her talk on Coffee with Karan, I wanted to like <laughs> cry. She was so painful. But I don't know. She yeah, tweeted, been, um, if this is what's yeah. going to happen every time a citizen expresses their view, forget hashtag CAB, CAA. We should pass a bill and not call our country a democracy anymore. Beating up innocent human beings for speaking their mind. Barbaric. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Cool. Go, go, Pariniti. Good for you. Good for you. And opening your mouth. And then we have all these other celebrities who've said stuff but it's literally like them not saying anything i mean what did preeti uh not preeti sorry uh priyanka chopra says she said something and then she god okay wait so so it's really painful we're all waiting for her to speak almost always anything happens now i'm like she's like the international spokesperson (laughs) and of course priyanka did not fail to disappoint with her weak ass answer what did she tweet papu tell us her stupid ass answer that a publicist told her to write education for every child is our dream education is what empowers them to think independently we have raised them to have a voice in a thriving in democracy to raise one's voice peacefully and be met with violence is wrong every voice counts and each voice will work towards changing india hashtag have voice will raise hashtag have voice must raise what the f- oh in case like <laughs> are you like 
speaking for the UN, saying that everyone should have a voice. Oh, I don't know what she just said. That answer was so like, I made no, like it didn't relate to anything. She didn't call out anybody. She didn't speak about the protest. It was the most, it was the least offensive thing you could say. Yeah. The, the least offensive. How can I still maintain my hashtag brick brand without not losing any followers Ooh. on Instagram? Yeah. Oh, uh, you know what really took the cake was when I read Rithik Roshan's. Dude, oh. you should see the replies on his. Like, everyone's like, oh. kuch bola, par kuch bola hi nahi. <laughs> what did he tweet, Papu? So he said, he as a parent and a citizen of India, I am deeply saddened by the unrest across various educational institutions of our country. I hope and pray for peace to return as soon as possible. Great teachers learn from their students. I salute the world's, world's youngest democracy. Uh, okay, cricket chirping. I think I'm gonna have a cricket chirping like sound thing for every time we read a tweet from a celebrity. <laughs> this is such a contrast from Hollywood, right? Like when it comes to <laughs> you know Hollywood celebrities calling out politics in in America, they just straight up like F- you, Trump. But over here, no. As a parent and a citizen of India, what does that have to do with anything? What is you have a parent? Ooh. Do do we do we want to do we want to keep going and go to Akshay Kumar? <laughs> clumsy butterfingers. Yeah, quote unquote. <laughs> I think clumsy. you should. So Akshay Kumar, <laughs> regarding the like on a tweet of the Jamia Millia students, it was by mistake. I was scrolling and accidentally it must have been pressed when I realized I immediately unliked it as a no way do I support such acts. Listen, we all know Akshay Kumar is a BJP nut, right-wing Hindu fundamentalist. No way he f***ing fake liked that, okay? He just was covering his tracks. That was hilarious, though. That was pretty funny. Everyone called out Akshay Kumar like, oh, Lord, Akshay, really, you accidentally liked it. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what? I know you will love this, but let's put this into context. All these actors who have, uh, so we know Gully Boy is being selected as, uh, you know, to represent India. Gully Boy, which basically has uh, uh, Ranveer Singh, who plays a Muslim Mm -hmm. kid from, uh, you know, like the slums or whatever, Alia Bhatt (laughs) or whatever. Like they have made money and got fame by representing uh, someone from a minority right. group. What are they doing when they actually could use their voice to support the, this minority group? What what have they done? Nothing, because they're monkeys. They don't do anything. <laughs> this is what happens when you have your children's children stay in acting. Monkeys. Nobody has any brains. Nobody has really lived out there and experienced life. There's all this privilege, and everyone is so. F- disconnected which is with what is going on outside and it's so frustrating like all the tweets i've read from bollywood all of them are criticizing the violence everyone is like violence isn't the answer we should protest but we should protest peacefully and it's like off. that's because you show one picture of a bus burning and you think that Uh. that is all so the bus burning is getting more coverage than uh, the mutilated uh, uh, students who were caught like unarmed and just like beaten up. Exactly. Uh, the dead eight-year-old in UP. 
So the bus gets more sympathy votes yeah. from a human life. I mean, I don't get yeah, it. I don't get it either. And that that's the problem. It's it's constantly people assuming that violence is somehow irrational or violence is somehow unjustified. But but when people aren't listening to a community, when when your rights are being walked all over, when your freedom, your 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 home is being taken away from you, what else do you expect but to cause unrest and the government works for the people okay the government works for the people this is how it's supposed to be Hmm. so in canada you have a right to peacefully protest you do you have police all around you and you do have the right to peacefully protest whenever you need to and these students were peacefully protesting and i would never ever assume that they would just start unless they were instigated by someone somewhere like i wouldn't be surprised if the mob Hmm. shows up and starts just to make it look like these protesters are bad. Yeah. You know who really upset me? Whose tweet? Ayushman Khurana. It first started when I saw him in that photo of Modi. Because mm. I always thought Ayushman picks like really like indie flicks and he's probably a little more woke. But no, he's trash. Yeah, he cares about the small man. Like uh, like the people in like these smaller little exactly. villages. Right? His stories that in the movie roles he's always picked have always been about people that you care about, people whose stories we wouldn't necessarily hear. Mm. But his tweet was so just... What did he say? Deeply disturbed about what the students went through and I strongly condemn this. All of us have the right to protest and exercise our fundamental freedom of expression, but they can also turn violent and lead to destruction of public property, which is counterproductive. Dear countrymen, this is the land of Gandhi. Ahimsa is and she is the tool to express. Have faith in democracy. (laughs) That's so patronizing. It is patronizing. It's like you don't know how to do it right. First of all, yeah, that is very patronizing. It's very, really like disconnected. So him... Kangana Ranath also came up with something stupid. Bhumi Pedenkar said something stupid. Akshay Kumar Ritesh Deshmukh also said something stupid. Raj Kumar Rao said something stupid. So all these people on our shit lists, Papu, we're not going to have any movies to watch next year. You're not allowed to watch these actors' movies. I'm forbidding you from doing it. Okay? Yeah. That's the problem, you know. When all these actors go on Twitter, they, I think they're very surprised by how they see Twitter doesn't like them. <laughs> They're very like, me? (laughs) Like as Priyanka Chopra says, oh my God, calm down, girl. You're embarrassing yourself. It's like, no, Priyanka, you just don't know what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. All right, Papu. So uh, any last words about this or shall we take a quick music break? Yeah, we'll we'll be watching uh, closely what happens. uh, But yeah, let's take a music break for now. Uh, You guys can, you know, rest your ears and we'll bring the energy down and start with some more light riffraff. We'll be right back. Yeah. We're going to talk about some fun stuff, but we're not going to be just reflecting on 2019, darling. Are you ready to go back in time? Are you ready to sit on the time traveling machine? Mm-hmm. Cycle backwards to kill Hitler? Do we want to give our listeners like a snapshot of Papu and Sweetie in like 
2010 a photographer was no like a verbal like oh sorry what were you actually let me ask you sweetie can you describe to us where were you and what were you doing uh in 2010 that's a really depressing answer do you really want me to describe it actually don't describe it then no it's okay it's okay because i've had a glow up i've had a glow up it's okay it's been a 10 year glow up so yeah. right now i'm in a good place right homeowner husband you know good job blah 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 10 years ago though <laughs> i was living with my parents i had a single bed and my other friend had told me to get a double bed because she had just read the secret and she told me the reason i was alone was because i had a single bed so i had zero confidence still crying over an ex-boyfriend definitely going through weed withdrawals um single uh depressed uh fighting with my parents no job pretty bad papu pretty pretty bad okay tell me one good thing that around that time that you see that you are appreciative of that you still have it i met you at that time no really yeah i didn't know you really like uh properly before i came then i was just like i always thought who is this amazing person dating my cousin brother who was like a little you know chogumogu and i never took him seriously and i'm like oh yeah you I, i still don't believe it so that was my very depressing 2010 papu <laughs> how was yours i hope yours was a little more happier i would say i wasn't that depressed it was uh, just uh, i was starting off into this whole journey into my you know my mid 20s uh, i was like 24 uh, my parents had not started pressuring me about getting married or something i was basically um doing a job um staying and i don't know mostly a, every weekend i would be out partying yeah you just like not caring much uh one thing i would want to change is i wish i had more uh i i didn't really think like my work was something i could make a career out of i just did it as something till i get married or whatever that was my view because my whole life i always thought that um yeah you know what that's your future uh you're going to get married and that's going to be how everything goes so i was just like waiting in transit uh until the next phase of my life starts what about now what about the new transformed papu a decade later what is she like uh, now she's much more realistic uh, um she has shed her illusions of what uh, being a grown up is but at the same time retain her very childlike view of looking at things um in a certain way like inherently everything is good everyone has a good side and means well um i've kind of retained that in a lot of my the way i look at things um i have much more focus of what i could possibly see my future to be like mm. i i'm i'm really um, happy to hear that yeah. me too in my in my happiness of being you know a decade older i'm definitely in a better place still a little depressed but at least i have weed so that's all good i guess you know in terms of uh, you know like when we ha- when you're young you have this view of what a grown up should be like right like mm. you ha- should have a 
home, you should have like a husband, M- married, have yep. pets or whatever. I f- a like, kid. Yeah, you know, you've kind of, your ki- your pets are your kids. So you kind of checked off those things. No, but, but at that time though, but at that time, you know, you think that's what you want. But now, yeah, uh, now that I'm older and I know what adulthood means to me, mm. it's so much more freeing. But yeah, 10 years ago, I thought I was nobody because I didn't have a husband, which again, that friend of mine kept telling me I didn't meet anybody because I had a single twin bed. <laughs> oh, so you're not inviting. Uh, I weren't inviting any goodness in my life. That's why I was there. Get the f*** out of here. Anyway, but yes, a much better place now. Realized I don't need kids to be happy or an adult. Mm. Anyway, so now that we are older and wiser, Papu, shall we reflect back on some of the highlights of the decade that we can talk about? Some mm. wonderful things that we've come across that really stood out for us. Yes. I made a list. I hope you don't mind. I called it Chusky Pops Highlights yes. of the Decade, not just Sweeties. Yeah. I figured you'd also be on board with this. <laughs> okay. Yes. Number one on our list is the hashtag MeToo movement, which I think is pretty, pretty epic. Yes. I know it happened toward the end of the decade, but I have a feeling that, you know, things have changed. This this has changed the climate, right? Like it's, it's expanded our vocabulary, everything. Exactly. And now we realize we're not alone. We are, it's unified women all yes. across the globe. Uh, so to quickly just uh, refresh your memory about what exactly the Me Too movement, uh, hashtag Me Too movement was about and what started it. Um, in 2017, Harvey Weinstein's scandal broke. Uh, claims came from former assistants and employees of Weinstein, as well mm-hmm. as famous actresses like Rose McGowan, Gwyneth Paltrow, Ashley D- Judd, Cara Delevingne, and more. This news led to a shakeup of the Hollywood movie industry, including establishing a legal support network called Time's Up, reviving the Me Too movement that had come about a while ago by Tarana Burke. Mm. And the echoes of women owning the narrative of their sexual harassment and abuse spanned further than Hollywood and rippled into multiple industries and countries throughout the world. For example, we saw that in Mm -hmm. India. In 2018, we saw the rise of the Me Too movement in our very own motherland, inspired by this global campaign. Mm -hmm. Actresses across Bollywood came up and shared their own stories about abuse by men in positions of power, which began last October with actress Tanushri Datta, accusing actor Nana Patikar of sexual harassment while shooting for the 2008 film Horn OK Please. Other Bollywood bigwigs that were accused were Alok Nath, Anu Malik, Kailash Kher, Vikas Bal, Sajid Khan, all the All India Bakshod guys, Kamba, Utsav, Chakravarti, Tanmay Bhat, Chetan Bhagat also. And the list goes on. Wow, that was so well put, yes. That's essentially what happened in the last decade that I think will have a lasting impact, uh, which we, I look forward to seeing more. I look forward to seeing more men being yeah. called out for their bullshit. It was a watershed moment. Um, and it's just going to grow from this point forward. It was, uh, there was a, a platform created and we're finally at this place where women um, can come forward with their stories and not be, there is a long way to go still, mm-hmm. but uh, at least women can speak up. They've, they've, they don't have to have that network underground. They can exactly find uh, uh, you know, comrades uh, around them and speak up and, um, you know, protect other women. So next on our list, Papu, of our highlights of the decade, what's the next one? Yes, so we have seen uh, youth activism. Uh, we have seen, Ooh. yes, young people uh, taking an initiative 
and uh, speaking up, whether it's in the government or about climate change, we've seen young people making a positive impact and uh, their voices mm-hmm. are being heard. So we it started with uh, Malala Yousafzai, uh, Greta Thunberg, um, Zenda, Zendaya, um, AOC. Yeah, US Congresswoman uh, AOC, Yara Shahidi, the list goes on. And uh, the horrors of the decades have also brought with it a new intake of young, dedicated, brave activists who are fighting for change. And it's thanks to them and many others, change is happening, even if it just feels hopeless at most times. Totally. Like, they give me hope, man. These kids give me hope. Yeah. So Malala was uh, at 17. She became the youngest person in history to be awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in 2014. Um, So we do know about her story. Like, uh, she was shot in the head by the Taliban when she was uh, she wanted to pursue education. And uh, her story just drew uh, the whole world into the struggles that uh, a young girl has to face just for the basic right to learn. And uh, what she has grown from that is just amazing. I mean, she has actually um, taken the reins and been a spokesperson right. for education. Uh, and there's a couple of others uh, that I also wanted to make note of. Uh, Payal Jangid, who's only 16, yes. escaped from child slavery in Delhi. At, she was only 14 at the time and became an advocate for girls' education, won a chil- World Children's Prize for her work with rural communities in India. She's also the leader of her town's child parliament, working to make her village child-friendly by educating the community about domestic violence and child marriage. Again, going on from that, uh, we uh, I think Greta Thunberg has been named by time to be uh, the personality of the the year. Or the yeah, of the year. I'm only laughing because Trump was so upset. God, he's so stupid. Can't, he got upset. I think he put out a tweet of his face on Greta's body or something like that on Time magazine. He needs to get off the drugs and have his phone taken away from him. Jesus Christ, that man. Time out. Wow. <laughs> Seriously, have... <laughs> like, he should be in a corner somewhere, punished forever. <laughs> Um, and of course, let's not forget the Parkland shooting survivors too. Mm. Uh, David Hogg, Jacqueline Corin, Emma Gonzalez, Cameron Caskey. They were the center of a massive youth movement for gun control after surviving a massacre that killed 17 of their classmates at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Florida, America. So again, just all these kids just, you know, coming together, finding the strength in them to just lead the way. Literally, these are like young leaders and they're amazing. I am so happy that the decade has brought about, hmm. you know, such ferocious people. So what next? Uh, I think there has been change in the way we consume entertainment. Netflix. Netflix and chill, baby. I think that started around like really like took off in 2010 mm-hmm. or 12 when the streaming just became. Yeah. Yeah. Before that, Netflix was on DVDs, right? We had we had DVD shops that we would go to. We'd sp- it was a rental place. Exactly. Can you imagine kids listening to us and being like, you went to a place to look at movies? Yeah. And we'd pick a movie and we'd go home. And if it sucked, 
it sucked. <laughs> we have to watch the whole thing till the end. Yeah. So now Netflix has brought about this completely new way of, like wow. what you said, um, absorbing is. content. Oh, I mean, I still, it, it, when I remember this, I would go, so I would go to my movie rental place and usually they will display all these, um, you know, VHS cassette covers on one side and I would see all these colorful Disney ones and when I would ask for any one of them, they would not be available. Oh. Um, so when I finally do, I've actually looked through the register and I don't know, this is so ridiculous to uh, people who will grow, uh, you know, grow up not knowing what this is, you know, read through the register and look at names, which are, it's all typewritten. Huh? So I'm right. scanning through that and I'm finding something and I would uh, get a cassette. Usually, uh, you know what? my mom she would tell me to rent out these movies and a lot of them uh, was like the older uh, Mahmood uh, Mahmood comedies and oh, nice. uh, and uh, you know like these 60s movies so I've watched so many of those and have this appreciation because of my mom um, which a lot of young people would not know about unless they go out <laughs> seeking it uh, so I'm grateful to that. Uh, it was an experience, man. And anytime the, <laughs> I know, you know, like it's like uh, the Pavlovian response when you hear a certain tune, it just takes you back. Like it's like a Disney movie, like the tune, uh, you know, when the yeah. castle they show and like the right. fairy going around, you knew you were in for a good time. No, absolutely. It's so uh, nostalgic. And I don't think people would ever understand what that was like, truly. Because now we live in a decade where we have the ability to stream content directly onto our computer, Insane. our phone, our tablet. Like, And on top of Netflix, we have Hulu, we have Amazon Prime, HBO, HBO Max. Now we have Apple TV and Disney+. Plus. I can't keep up, Papu. So, it's insane. Yeah, it is the golden age of uh, small screen because uh, you have so much. Uh, first of all, it's allowing new talent. Yes. Uh, it's, uh, you know, decentralizing it. You don't have just the big studios. So you have smaller productions right. who can set up their operation. They tell a story. If you have something good to say, you will find an audience. Uh, and absolutely yeah and it's not just uh, netflix you know it's uh, youtube also like i when youtube started i used to follow like some web series that used to come and that was uh, a revelation to me at that time you're right actually youtube was the original og streamer yeah of absolute original content before it got taken over by like late night with jimmy kimmel and all that crap uh, totally. I, I completely like YouTube was the one that kind of was bringing that entertainment from, you know, your uh, someone else's bedroom into your bedroom. And you were getting to get a peek into that world. All and I feel kids. like Netflix is. Yeah, you had Smosh. That's true. You had Dan is not on fire. Then you had. Yeah, you're right. Streaming gave us different points of view which we've all been thirsty for like i always think about all the god awful tv shows i grew up watching on ztv and all that crap and now thanks to like amazon prime you know we have like made in heaven you know like really beautifully crafted shows which i know are made by zoya yeah. there but amazing production value like lot lot of dimension to the characters mm -hmm. right like so uh, yeah i think it's great it's one of the Biggest books that the decade has brought us, Papu. Mm -hmm. The biggest. Biggest. 
नेक्स्ट ऑन आर लिस्ट वॉट इज दाम डूड इंस्टाग्राम इज एक्चुअली टेन ईयर्स ओल्ड टेक्निकली जस्ट नाउ लाइक इट स्टार्टेड इन अक्टूबर ऑफ टू थाउजेंड एंड टेन ओके इंस्टाग्राम आई जॉइन इट अराउंड द सेम टाइम आई जॉइन फेसबुक एंड आई वॉज रियली कंफ्यूज वाई आई वॉज ऑन देर आई वॉज लाइक अनादर सोशल मीडिया ऐप आर यू सीरियस आई कैन टेक इट एनी मोर इट्स जस्ट टू मच I joined in 2012 I think. So in the Instagram economy and the influencer I think is kind of shaped the decade. So since its birth in October of 2010, Instagram transformed from a hipster photo sharing app where you had all those weird filters with those cool sounding names and it's now turned into an advertising monster that It needs is. to be fed with our constant attention and time. Mm. Instagram has created an entirely new economy based on the metrics of vanity and influence where millions of consumers rely on influencers to sift through products and make recommendations. Mm. So it's it's no longer what it was where it was just a simple photo sharing app with friends. It's I mean influencers were formed in this decade, right? Like that word didn't even exist yeah. before 2010. Exactly. And now it's like a curse so upon weird. us. A curse influencers. Every time I go on there I feel less than. You know what you call them? Influenza. Oh, such a auntie joke. I love it. <laughs> influencers are like influenza. They just make you sick all the time. Uh <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm trying to get back on the Instagram bandwagon and I'm feeling miserably. I'm definitely not an influencer and I still don't know how to use Instagram. This is the seventh time I would have deleted the app from my phone. <laughs> Why do you keep deleting it? Like I need to know the the psychology behind the deleting and adding back. What is that about? Because it just oh god, I you know every week you get like this notification on your iPhone that your uh, weekly average was has increased to 4 hours. and that just hits me i'm like fuck delete so what is your opinion papu do you have an opinion on 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 what instagram and influencers have done for us as a society uh, you know what i just feel like uh, so i read this quote somewhere there was that uh, for any service which you don't have to pay for always remember that you are the product and that really opened up my eyes because Ooh. at the end you are just giving information willfully and uh, you think it's for free uh first of all when i joined um instagram i found it like a fun community where i could see different viewpoints see content uh created by all these people all over the world it was amazing and then it was just being I don't know played by someone mm-hmm. to kind of show a fake version of themselves and in the end just make you feel like you're missing out something when actually you know you it, it's planting a seed of true. uncertainty that didn't need to be there in the first place I feel yeah. you know like I was not thinking about thigh gaps before Instagram were you papu <laughs> I wasn't now I can't stop thinking about thigh gaps and why I don't have one so yeah Yeah. Fine. Anyway, which other aspect of our lives changed with apps now? Let's talk about that. Tinder and dating culture in general, for example. Like I think yeah. just the whole concept online of dating. online dating though has always kind of been there yeah, in the background, there. but right. now with the apps, with the Tinder and the Bumble kind of the swiping left and right mm-hmm. that has been completely that has completely changed the dating landscape because it went from you trying to like you know um write an entire like you know cv about yourself to having a really hot 
filtered photoshop picture of yourself and the person decides 3 seconds about whether they want to fuck you or not <laughs> that's it that's that's what dating has become it's like is she fuckable is she hard enough for me to put up with her shit after i fuck her right like i think that's kind of where we are now right <laughs> so i i mean this started oh, wow. in 2012 tinder essentially introduced this whole concept of swiping and this mm-hmm. began the era of kind of you know uh, this quick interaction concept that came about and it also brought mm-hmm. along the decade of dating trends like ghosting breadcrumbing mm-hmm. and of course sapiosexuals papu sapiosexuals yeah. have come about thanks to dating apps so <laughs> so they brought about a new vocabulary that uh, yeah i mean uh, it, it, it's unthinkable of how dating is right now than it was a, in even in the 90s or yeah. even 2000 so i mean i think it's, it's put more of the control in the woman's hand definitely i think that that is one of the one mm-hmm. of the things that i always laugh about when i listen to my guys stories about being on tinder versus my girls stories like the girls you know they have to filter through every message like girls get like 10 to 13 messages a day right but guys will get like maybe one every three weeks so whenever i listen to how guys navigate tinder and bumble it's like swipe swipe right swipe right swipe right swipe they're just like constantly like swiping for every girl because the chance of her saying yes is very yeah. slim versus the woman who has all the control now right like i know that tinder has really mm-hmm. transformed a lot of the lives of desi women especially they can date discreetly they can hook up discreetly they can mm-hmm. they can filter the men that they're going to see right so i think yeah it's yeah. been it's been pretty cool i don't mind it too much you know mm. i don't know you're the one who's like kind of on these apps papu you can probably give us a little more well insight. you do get burnout if you're not careful because uh, again what happens is um these apps uh, give you the illusion that there's a whole world out there of uh so basically it's like uh, you know there's this experiment called the jam experiment in the supermarket oh. where they asked uh, uh, you know uh, customers to sample like 10 different types of jams and make a decision on which one they would get and then they asked people a different set of people to try out three different jams and make a decision so the people who tried just three were more likely to buy one than the people who tried 10 huh. and i think that kind of is a metaphor also so when you have 10 people you've uh, you know matched with you're less likely to put that much effort into a proper interaction you're just like very true. first of all it's it's a very one dimension way of interacting you know there are so many everyone's not really quick with their memes and their responses and sometimes you may not have uh, chemistry on text uh, right. and in person you would have or sometimes it's vice versa you know no chemistry on text but when you meet them it's like boom right. oh my god the room's on fire so you're right and also the stress of ghosting right like that is incredible when you exactly. when you text somebody and you think things are going straight and then uh, going great and then they suddenly don't text you back and it's like i'm going to fucking kill somebody why <laughs> does this happen to me right it, exactly i think I, for me at least tinder brought out the worst in me yeah well yeah. it's it's a very uh, you know you're 
at your vulnerable state first of all when you're putting yourself out there you are vulnerable and uh, to all these emotions you know so when you you're exposing yourself to all of this you really need experience and self-control or someone to kind of tell you that you know if you get three matches that's it just uh, talk to these three don't look at other matches right now because you need to put your these are the things that you learn and pick up the hard way and I feel like a lot of people don't have that um, that control to kind of do it successfully. It, it's just very stressful. Yeah, that's where we are, guys. Now let's <laughs> let's here's to the next ten years. <laughs> no, no, it's great. Like let's see to the, what the next ten years of dating brings us. Who knows? I like know. maybe what's, we'll go, what's get, it? go back to I don't know. Maybe arrange marriages. No, I I, I think what's going to happen is VR virtual reality is going to take off, and we're just going to end up having sex You're with right. computers. Yeah. That's where I think we're headed. I think, you, no, actually, <laughs> That's the next you know step. you're right. Maybe we'll have these virtual companions. Exactly. Why would you want to have a real companion when you can have a fake robot one that makes you orgasm every single time? Like, hello, and listens to you complain and talk about your period. Yeah. Wow. That is true. Yeah, Papu. So here's to you and your future robot husband. I want to have a hologram Robert Patterson mm, yeah he's pretty he's hot boyfriend. right now isn't he yeah <laughs> that guy's on my radar too he's roping me he in is. you know with all these indie flicks he's doing because of his twilight <laughs> days god damn it yeah. <laughs> um all right final on our list everybody yes uh, one of the things the biggest highlights I think for both of us for this decade has been meme culture yes oh, memes 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 Papu. 2010 did you did you know what was a meme in 2010 I think we called them jokes or i don't know what we call them then i did not forwards, know. forwards <laughs> virals viral messages this is viral this is going to viral video yeah um really honestly it's hard to remember a time before memes yeah because you know i really like how did we convey our feelings before memes papu how did we get things across i i don't even understand how i mean in today's era uh, memes have now been defined as being like a social networking that has like been able to get across it. It's a social currency that you exchange exactly with, uh, with your friends, and it's a lingo. Or even someone you want to make a connection. Totally, with. it's it's a form of communication, like an inside joke, right? Like it's filled with these quirks and absurdities, with only somebody like yeah would get it, right? Like when you send a meme, like if you send a cat meme, you're like, I get it, grumpy cat. I get it. I feel it. <laughs> so. I think memes completely transformed us. Yeah. I don't, I can't think of a time where I don't send you at least 10 memes a day. Papu, right? Like I send like 10 memes to Papu a day. And <laughs> Same. Of the most <laughs> random stuff. But I don't think my life would be complete without a meme. Yeah. <laughs> I need it now. I need it. It's my new form of communication. Why would you want me to speak when I can just show you an image that's and, so fun? And we've, you know, uh, in our previous uh, episodes, we have uh, uh, we have interviewed Iman Sheikh, who is... The meme queen. You know, the meme queen, because, you know, she made these memes because... Again, it's uh, all these memes that you see being passed around. I sometimes I'm pretty, I'm very impressed with the level of ingenuity right. uh, in communicating the nuance or something. 
in such a format is is amazing no yeah. you're absolutely right papu so do you want to like go over some of the memes of the decade that uh, stood out yeah, for us yeah let's uh, let's look at the memes that you've <laughs> the top memes right uh, so the one that uh, has been passed around a lot right now uh, since the last year was about the cat and the screaming woman right <laughs> which is kind of sad also because there there's a history behind the woman and her picture uh, she's basically uh, i think it's from one of the real housewives right uh, she um, uh, she's confronting her best friend for like not believing her when uh, she was uh, physically abused by her husband Uh, so yes, Papu shared this very dark story. You you think it's a very light, funny image with the cat on the dining table staring back at her, but actually has a pretty sad backstory, yeah. right? So that's the thing, you know what? Uh, what I have seen is a lot of these memes take uh, snapshots and things which are out of context and then just trivialize them, which is pretty sad, you know. Uh, people having their real pain. <laughs> I mean, it is sad. So well, that uh, kind of made me stop looking at the cat and the screaming woman meme for. But it's such a good meme, though. My God, it's like the ultimate meme. I use it all the time. Uh, another one which uh, was really passed around was uh, the stock image of the boyfriend. Uh, you know, looking at the the, bo- uh, the boyfriend looking at the other chick, and then her girlfriend staring at him, outraged. Like, how dare you look at her? Yeah, it's the best. It's what is it called? <laughs> the distracted boyfriend meme. Yeah, is what we'll call it. <laughs> That's What the best one. What else have we got? Oh my God, uh, we have the sad Keanu oh, meme yes. where there was <laughs> photo of Keanu Reeves sitting by himself, looking very sad, and that essentially went viral because we just started putting him next to Forrest Gump. Or anytime there was something sad I wanted to convey, I just put a photo of Keanu Reeves to convey mm-hmm. my sadness, and he did it accurately. And uh, then, of course, there's the blinking white guy meme. Remember mm-hmm. the one oh, with yeah. the white guy with the blue <laughs> eyes? Just a close up of his eyes open, closed, and then that meme was good for like you know, like I'm sorry, what? Like that kind of a. <laughs> 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 and finally, I think the meme king of all like meme culture <laughs> would be SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh man! Oh, by the way, did you know there's a movie, a SpongeBob movie, coming in 2020 with Keanu Reeves and Snoop Dogg? Are you serious? That is so stoner. <laughs> I know. I hope both of us can watch it together. Girl, oh, I really fucking hope so too because that sounds like a movie I will definitely pay to watch in the theaters. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Yes. It is it is bonkers, oh, yeah. Oh my god, that will be amazing. He loses his pet. Oh, okay, great. Well, SpongeBob is forever like etched in our lives and it's gone down in history as being like the ultimate meme images. Like you we had SpongeBob in the beginning of meme culture and we still have it to this day. There's like It is such a Tons of uh, so, it's just iconic. Yeah, and actually, the um, unfortunately the creator passed right. away this year. Yeah, he it? did this year. I think it was yeah, long year. My God, he was uh, he was a marine biologist, right? Right, and uh, who was also interested in cartooning, and he decided to create uh, a, a sponge, a sea sponge, but to make it even more ridiculous, he decided to have the sponge not like an anatomical, like how a real sea sponge would look, but like a square <laughs> sponge. So it's just 
So I, I just loved it. Why did you, I, I had at one point, I don't know if you remember, I had a wallet that was a SpongeBob wallet. Yeah, of course I remember. Um, That's how I knew that we were meant to be soulmates, Papu. I was like, this bitch is a little off. She looks kind of bholi bhali, ekdam sati savitri. She has a SpongeBob wallet. <laughs> that gives away a lot. That's like a meme in itself, right? Like that's an inside joke right there. When you see somebody mm-hmm. with a SpongeBob wallet, you're like, hey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is it, guys, for our list of, uh, me- you know, amazing highlights of the decade. Uh, Papu, mm-hmm. I want to move on to our next set of uh, things on our list. Juski Pop's most memorable movies of the decade. Movies. Oh, wow. Uh, it's so hard, right? So many. I mean, so many. Uh, just off the top of uh, my head. Uh, for Bollywood, there was Ishkia. That was one of the first that came mm-hmm. out at the beginning of the decade. Ishkia, if you guys remember, was with the Vidya Balan f***ing looking like ravishing. And uh, mm-hmm. what's his face with eyeliner that totally gave me a lady boner? What's his name? Ah. Uh, always a bridesmaid, never a bride, but was really hot in this movie. That guy. Okay. And then Nasruddin Shah. Oh, yeah. yeah Remember? Yeah. Nasruddin Shah. Was it? Yeah, yeah. It was so good. Yes. So Ishkia was there. And then I, uh, after that, Banbaja Bharat came out this decade. Hmm. Remember that? Yes. I can't believe that came out in this decade. That was Ranveer Singh looking like, he looks like a really... College uh, boy though. I wasn't that uh, into One of those, uh, you know, like those roadside guys. Yeah, he was not attractive. UP. He only yeah. got attractive to me after Ram Leela. Only after Ram Leela was I like, oh, hey, what's up? Baudi to acha hai. Yeah. And then uh, another movie, Delhi Belly, which I f***ing love. Love Delhi Belly. Watched that with my husband as well. Mm-hmm. With our little, a, what, Imran Khan, right? Imran Khan? Yes, yeah. Imran Khan was Very sexy in that movie. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, English of English, should Sri Devi. <laughs> too soon, too no. soon. Uh, Ram Leela, again, of course, I mentioned. Jolly LLB yeah. was really good, which also had hot guy with the eyeliner from Ishkia in it. And I can't remember his name for the Arshad life Varsi. of me. Thank you. Arshad Varsi, <laughs> always the bridesmaid, never the bride in the 90s. And then suddenly something <laughs> happened to him in 2010. I don't know. He beefed up. He put on eyeliner, a beard, cleaned up. Fucking looks hot as hell. I'd do him. <laughs> of course, Papu, do you remember the movie Go, Go, Are Gone? Yeah. It Our was, first it, zombie. It was a good movie. <laughs> yeah, it was zombies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they made it like vampires. I think they see it like, ah, zombies, vampires, whatever. Uh, it was uh, it was like a madcap story. And, uh, you know, like not a lot of uh, Hindi movies managed to have so much fun and be ridiculous. It was very ridiculous, very fun. The soundtrack was totally amazing. Though the women, ra- women were written really poorly. It was just a bro movie <laughs> about a bunch of bros going to get high, right? It was total bro. It was great. And I actually could tolerate Saif Ali Khan in that movie. It was pretty funny. <laughs> and then uh, movies yeah. of the decade that I also wanted to make note of. English ones, American movies, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mad Max, Fury Road. I don't know if you were into Mad Max at oh all. Oh my it's, God. It was crazy. Yeah, I watched it in the cinema and I came out. I'm like, this is, this is an experience. There's more to it. This will be a cult. I wasn't mentally ready for that. It was like a roller coaster that was not ending. F***ing hell, Mad Max. It was like a costume drama. It was like huge pyrotechnics. And there was like... And there was like a very feminist tone to it. Uh, It was amazing. And I love Charlie Strong, so... 
Yeah. Mm. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. She's pretty amazing. Uh, then we also had Moonlight, of course, that won the mm-hmm. Oscar. And then Drive. Do you remember that movie Drive with uh, Ryan I Gosling? I loved that movie. Soundtrack, everything. Uh-huh. It started out that whole hipster genera- like hipster love of the 80s. Um, he had like a members only jacket. It's a full 80s retro soundtrack. It's really? amazing. You've never watched Drive, Papu? No. You'd love it. Oh, my God. I love that movie. Um, but you did watch It Follows, right? I loved it. I watched it twice in the cinema just by myself because, I mean, it, I don't know. I just, there's a certain mood that it created and I loved the soundtrack of it. And the guy who actually design, uh, did the soundtrack used to do soundtracks for video games. And uh, I found it very immersive. Papu was like, yeah, watch it. It's not scary at all. Dude, I f- couldn't get to the first five minutes of that movie anyway but this movie along with other horror movies i think was a huge resurgence of mm-hmm. horror this decade right like it's been just a renaissance for horror i think and we also don't have to forget uh, jordan peele's uh, first movie what was it um, uh, uh get out get out yes that get was, out was also iconic yeah because it kind of brought to fore uh, a, f- a a fear that among the black community is something that they almost like, you know, laugh and nervously giggle about because they're Dude, like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, it, it's changed everything because now I can tell my husband, like, listen, I don't want to go there because I don't want a get out situation. And he gets me now. <laughs> he wants to go to this Italian restaurant near our house. And I'm like, Dude, I see a bunch of scary Italians there. I feel it's going to be a get out situation. I don't want to go. And he doesn't. He's like, but it'll be fine. And I'm like, Bitch get out and he's like all right fine all right we won't go so see it, it's changed a lot like it's really helped me mm-hmm. in many ways uh but yes you're right horror has just been phenomenal this year so i'm i'm really looking forward to what the next decade will bring mm-hmm. um another movie by the way that changed the landscape that came out this decade was inception do you remember that movie Papu? yeah like yes no thumbs up thumbs down was it nolan who who did it yes yeah? like somehow yes. sometimes i feel like he thinks he's too smart like he's like oh look at uh, me you think doing oh <laughs> that movie was tedious every time i think about it i'm gonna break something it was like a dream within a dream within a dream i know so now i feel like uh it's okay i know you tried too hard and it shows i know <laughs> sorry uh, Papu, any movies stood out this year for you in particular just for 2019 to reflect back on anything that uh, Ooh. Oh, okay. Can I just make a mention of a movie I just I just saw last night was Togo. Oh yeah, okay. guys. It, it's uh, it, it's with William Defoe and uh, he plays a uh, Alaskan uh, musher, uh, which is basically the people who ride sleighs and go from one place to another in uh, 1925. Uh, Togo is named after his lead dog um, Husky, which is like this really it's a smaller husky but it's his story about how he became the leader of the pack and he actually uh, helped uh, uh, this guy it's based on a true story of uh, this guy who wanted to go to um, another town to get some antidote for um, uh, uh, an outbreak that was affecting children in his village so in the middle of winter storm which is six minus 60 degrees they decide to make that journey and uh, it's an amazing movie guys watch it 
It's so yeah. sad. Animals. Is it going to make me cry? Is it one of those Disney movies that's going to tug at your heartstrings and make you bawl no, your you brains know what? out? Uh, it's a Disney movie, but it nothing. So you know, nothing bad happens. But there's so much tension. There is like the scene where they're crossing like this uh, frozen uh, lake, and the, you can hear the cracks Ooh. on the sides, and it's just. <laughs> So much tension. Uh, it's a good movie. Uh, another All animal right. featuring movie is John Wick 3. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't watched that, but I think you're a fan, aren't you, Papu? I'm a fan because it's just, uh, it's a, it goes the other way. It's really crazy with machismo action. It has Keanu Reeves. Oh, um, Keanu Reeves. Oh, he's like everybody's internet boyfriend. Mm. Yeah. And so he's finally debuted his new girlfriend for the first time in like, 20 years or something and that's th- true i'm so glad he's happy i know I'm you know i'm so what? happy for him it's very rare that uh, a pub um a celebrity announcement of a relationship makes you happy and this is I one know, of the right? rare <laughs> moments when you really genuinely feel happy for them it's true because he's so subtle like i genuinely wish ill will on priyanka chopra and nick james <laughs> like i genuinely sending out bad vibes to them but this guy i only send good vibes only good vibes to him. Absolutely. I know. Um, yeah. So uh, other m- notable mentions are Hustlers. Yeah. Also, Papu, don't... F- Do you watch that? No, I've not. Anyway, next, uh, Marriage Story that came out on Netflix, actually. Did you watch that? That just dropped like a month ago. Yeah, I did. With the did. Adam Driver, uh, the awkward guy that... <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. Uh, ScarJo's cute, but Adam Driver, like, what did you say about him? He's like, you want to put a pillow over his face and you can still have sex with him. Like, what was it? <laughs> remember he's like hot he's always had this neanderthal charm about him you know like when he was in girls you you were like okay in the first season you're like okay he's just one dimensional he's just like he likes to do woodworking and right right stupid hipster up uh, whatever they're in like a very uh, messed up relationship his face used to bug you too very neanderthal but uh no dude did you watch marriage story uh he was brilliant yeah i did watch Holy it it was a, did you like it oh uh, yes no yes maybe so. i i liked it but uh, at the same time i'm like oh okay i know I've, yeah i liked it uh but i don't did know why I didn't, what, what, what? no it didn't scare me it's just uh divorce and all of that and a part of me was like uh, he's doing all of this for his kid who will probably not remember when he's a teenager how much money his dad spent just to have visitation rights and stuff like that so it just made me sad but that's your i know it's so hard though i mean it's a divorce is hard um it's so heartbreaking but they handled it really really well Mm. uh i I loved that movie i was really good so uh that was definitely one of my favorite movies of the year after hustlers i'm telling you j-lo needs to win the oscar for that lap dance okay and i'll fight anybody who every time i mention this people want to like beat me up but i really think she deserves an oscar for that lap dance i'm just i i do know that she trained for it uh, just during that year so i mean she's not uh, she did not know how to do pole dancing or anything so the kind of uh, dedication it requires to maintain yourself and be able to perform all those those gymnastics is not easy, you know. Thank you for agreeing with me and my stupid. Uh, no, no, I totally uh, desire think for that. <laughs> See, if if it's just like any other form of physical acting, it requires real skill and dedication, and I think uh, uh, an actor should be 
awarded for that Ooh, discipline and like, right, being able to execute it. Um, so next on our list, Jiski Pops, memorable music moments of the decade. Of the decade, Papu. Right off the top of my head, we had some amazing mm. soundtracks, Hindi music-wise. Um, Aashiki 2, Ye Jawani Hai Diwani, Band Baja Bara, mm. Tanu Ed's Manu, Student of the Year, Ramlila Queen. All those songs came out and soundtracks came out in this decade. And of course, let's not forget the remix, Hama Hama and Tama Tama. Yeah. Both, so both. A lot of remakes, uh... A lot of... Uh, I think the music was better in the earlier part of the decade, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one thing I would I would want a resurgence of was, you know, like uh, these Hindi boy bands and girl bands. You, you know? want them back? I remember in the 90s. Who did we have? I think... Who? We had, uh, we had those three girls. What were the names? And then we had those boys. I don't know, like uh, a time when... Euphoria was making music and there was these... Uh, I don't um, know if any Desi boy bands and girl bands. You must tell me more. I didn't even know this was a thing. Yeah, nice. Th- <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I forgot their names. But that was a thing. I remember when I was in the hostel, I would see ads for it. And uh, I would... Uh, when you watch uh, MTV, there would be um, music videos, right? For all these uh, Falguni Patak songs had music videos. <laughs> So we don't really see music videos which do not include like Punjabi and rap now. Like it's always Sunny Leone or someone That's just so dancing true. and just being skimpy. Or 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 that idiot is always singing on them Lacha. now. What's his name? Who's uh, that that guy who's related to Daler Mendi? What's his brother? Uh, Mika Singh. No, uh, apart from there, there likes a lot of uh, Punjabi rap. So there's like Pacha, there is uh, Randwa, Guru Randwa. So like all of these people, it's mostly like club music. So why can't we just have like a silent, sweet love? The kind of stuff that in the 90s would be like. Oh, so Shining like a setting yeah. sun, like a pearl upon the ocean. Come and feel me. <laughs> I know. Oh, feel me. <laughs> Sorry, that was a Hindi song. What's the What's the Hindi words? A song? I, I only remember the English words because it was so bad. You know, Sean, Sean's music. Sean! Wow, you sound, you want Sean back. <laughs> okay, all right, let's move on. Uh, my favorite song of 2019, I would pick Azadi by Divine mm-hmm. for the movie Gully Boy. Um, yeah, yeah, but that doesn't give any credit to 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 that idiot. It's all goes credit goes to Divine mm-hmm. only, not Zoya Akhtar or or Deepika's husband. Ranveer husband. Singh. Anyway, yeah. uh, any favorite song of yours? Yeah, Ranveer Singh. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Any favorite song of yours? Well, I do like uh, Billy Eilish, but uh, I don't know uh, if uh, that came out this year. Uh, bad guy. I didn't hear about Billie Eilish until October. <laughs> I don't even know who the hell she was. Hmm. And suddenly she's everywhere stuffing like her f***ing sounds in my ears. I've never heard of this woman before. She's a girl. She's young. She's like 17 or something. Don't care. No, I think her music definitely is uh, something to look out for. And I always like uh, that, that genre of music, which is like very... Um, uh, electronic and husky tones and like really good lyrics she whispers and, when she yeah. sings anyway i don't know why i'm actually dishing dissing billy eilish i have like 
absolutely no opinion of her whatsoever. So I'm just going to shut up. Um, <clears throat> English-wise, I don't have anything mm. like particular song. But, you know, shout outs to Doha Cat, Brockhampton and Robin, who came up with amazing albums this year. And did Lizzo's mm. album also drop this year? I think it did. So shout out to all these mofos for some amazing yeah. music this year. Totally. Uh, but really quickly, do you want to know mm. just a quick review of some music moments to stand out of the decade uh, in the Western Hemisphere? Yeah. In 2010, Lady Gaga wore the meat dress that hangs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Museum today. The meat dress was instantly iconic and uh, basically it has been named as mm. one of the top fashion statements of the year. Papu, do you remember... Lady Gaga wearing a dress made of <laughs> meat, remember. my vegetarian friend. How did you feel about that? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. <laughs> um, I, That's when I was like, I can't. This I, chick is on some other level of like something. Now I just, I roll it because I'm like, okay, I know. And I, I guess even Lady Gaga would eye roll it because she was, uh, she was new. She was trying out these things and being like really outrageous it was supposed to be about like gays not being allowed in the military or something completely odd and i was like what does that have to do with red yeah. meat on your body is that really? sanitary is it near your vagina like do you have <laughs> that's all i could think about was like is that rotting on her body as she what sorry well yeah, okay. they had to do a lot of logistics Ooh. because uh, they needed to have like a deep freezer uh, handy to kind of you know, keep the meat over there and then just wear it because, again, she's under... Why didn't anybody say no at her, to her at any point? Like, they went with the freezer and everything. Yes, we'll get the freezer! Like, yeah. sorry, go on. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Mm -hmm. I'm just waiting for the voice of reason at some point to be like, Lady Gaga, this might not be a good idea, but okay. Anyway, all right. Well, hashtag no cows were slaughtered in the <laughs> making of this dress. Um... Did you know that in 2012, Papu, Gangnam Style came out and rocked the world? Yeah, and now K-pop is like a, a whole genre to be reckoned with. Like, it, it has um, so many fans in other countries. Dude, when that song dropped, that they had the same reaction that desis have when white people notice them right like mm -hmm. oh sai went and became the spokesperson of south korea after that like he was like mm -hmm. the face of south korea was he was selling every brand possible it was hilarious but yeah you're right bts uh girls allowed and all those chicks and all these k-pop bands have just been black blowing up since then yeah. yep you like k-pop papu i like k-pop it's pretty good. I don't know what they're saying, but I'll fly with it. I like the choreography and the, the you know, like the whole dressing up. But the camera keeps panning in and out so much. I want to just like pause it and I do that. I pause and check out the whole outfit. And then I let them do it because it's, oh, the fashion, it's so mesmerizing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they're, it's pretty, it's high-end pop bands. That's the thing. Like you want Desis to come up with. With boy bands and girl bands again, they're going to be up against K-pop, Papu. It's kind of scary. Like when K-pop blew up and then you were looking at One Direction, like I think One Direction broke up after K-pop like really blew up because they saw what they were up against. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's your conspiracy theory. <laughs> totally, man. Totally. Anyway, uh, I think that's it actually, Papu. That's um, it. One of the things I just wanted to mention really quickly before uh, we jump to your tarot reading, by the way. Oh, yes. Um, some things I want to cancel and that I hope to stay in 2019. Like, I want them to mm -hmm. just die off and disappear and never come back. Um, hashtag prick. <laughs> uh, the Kardashians. 
millennials being called sensitive mm. and gender reveal parties i want all of those oh to die God. off in 2019 what about uh, pre wedding photo shoots yeah i don't know what i don't want to see anything cuz i already did one myself <laughs> <laughs> you're complicit <laughs> okay uh no come on i'm not as uh, those aren't as bad as gender reveal parties no, you have course. to admit like those are out of control right now yeah so perhaps hmm. do you want to go and get your tarot card real quick and let's give our listeners yes uh give me a moment okay everybody Papu, the oracle is now preparing herself with her tarot card deck. She is feeling for the energy that it is giving off. Um, Papu Oracle is the energy working for you. So yeah, well, I have my deck with me, and uh, we're just gonna do like a very quick uh, reading, uh, just for information. Uh, the deck that I'm using, like there are so many different types of decks. Um, this is something that i came across very serendipitously in um uh, nepal right nepal in a bookshop and when i asked if they had a tarot card deck that he the guy removed like this uh, a little you know kind of old box that had been lying for ages and he's like you know what i'll give you a discount this is the only one i have and it it seemed like it had been there for a while just waiting for me so i took that as a sign nice and i got it It's a Zen uh, Osho Zen tarot deck nice. and uh, the thing about the Osho Osho Zen is apart from the amazing artwork uh, it uh, kind of focuses uh, more on the present and the here and now and um, you know not at the a lot of bad stuff so you have really positive cards um right so what can our listeners look forward to like what exactly are you doing can you just like tell us what you're so, going to read for let's uh, let's kind of set an intention of what is it that we want to know about do we want to know about uh, how uh, what to expect let's say there's a very broad term right um what to look forward to let's just keep it to that what to look forward to when as you step into the new year you know um let's pick the first card hmm. okay that's interesting uh so the card that i see a card that says the fool ooh the fool interesting no even though it says the fool and just to describe to everyone what it shows is is uh, this young man with a flower in his hand uh just uh, uh you know walking ahead and kind of just uh jumping off a cliff uh, oh. and you can see the valley beneath him but it, actually uh, the deck had, even though it says the fool it has a very positive message it uh, what it says is that the nature of the fool in this card is someone who is just involved and trusting their own journey that they do not have time to uh you know listen to what other people are saying in the sense that you know sometimes when you are like okay i want to take a break in my career i want to just um you know enroll myself into this course to other people they would be like are you crazy you are you are you know in your 30s or whatever it's not a good time for new starts for changing your country or wherever you are but for right. you it kind of makes sense and you set on that path because you know in your heart that what you're doing is it, it will come together in the end so that is the nature of the fool who is so involved in his own uh 
path which they instinctively think is is what uh, what will give them fulfillment so it's the trusting and optimism uh, of uh, of the nature of the fool in this card nice so the other card that came out it says is uh, the postponement Ooh. and the picture has a has a woman in gray and she's looking at uh, a distance there's a window with the the scenery in color and the rest of everything is gray so it says the woman in the picture is living in a gray landscape full of unreal cut out clouds though the window frame she can see color and light and aliveness and although she would like to move through the frame as we can see by the rainbow colors appearing in her garment she can't quite manage to do it there is still too much what if activity in her mind mm. tomorrow never comes they say but no matter how often it is said it seems that most of us tend to forget truth of it in fact the one and only result of postponing things is a dull and depressing feeling of incompletion and stuckness today Ooh. the grief the relief and expansiveness you will feel once you put aside all your dithering thoughts uh, that are preventing you from acting now will make you wonder why you waited so long so again in the same um, you know theme as the our previous card of the fool it just tells us that you are sitting there looking at uh, a scenery outside your window thinking Yeah, life looks so much lovely out there, you know. If only I could make that move, if only I could, you know, um get that job, if only I could, you know, have a partner, if I only I could whatever right. whatever scenarios. Uh but if you keep uh, thinking of what if you only you will not set yourself a path towards it. So whatever that you think is stopping you, uh you will find a way around it once you start you know planning it out on paper talking to people on how you can achieve it and that would be a good way to think to work on this year you know and what is the final card say papu the final card is uh, called adventure ooh that is pretty when we are truly in a spirit of adventure we are moving just like a child full of trust ooh out of the darkness of the forest into the rainbow of light We go step by step, drawn by our sense of wonder and unknown. Adventure really has nothing to do with our plans and maps and programs and organization. The page of rainbow represents a quality that can come to us anytime, at home or in the office, in the wilderness or in the city, in a creative project or in our relationship with others. Whenever we move into the new and unknown with the trusting spirit of a child, innocence and open and vulnerable even the smallest things of life can become the greatest adventure mm. so yeah it's uh, it's again telling you that you know uh, the way it connects is the fool tells us that uh, set your intention set your mind to something and um, you know you uh, even if it doesn't make sense to other people you can uh, you should not change your opinion 
postponement again reminds us that when you are, uh, you think you are sitting out in this house, you're trapped and the door is locked, but no, you have the key to it. You can just step out of it anytime you want. Right. And adventure as a card tells us that when you actually set upon that journey, beautiful things will start to happen. You will be, you will approach it with the childlike innocence and the trust that good things are in store for you. So, um, yeah, I think these are really good, uh, very, very hopeful things to look at. So I'm really happy with the... with the reading. I think it's nice. It's it's yeah. almost like your the your reading has told our listeners that take a risk, don't be afraid of, you know, what others have to say and really just focus on the dreams that you feel passionate about what your inner child is always craved up for, right? Like follow your dreams. Am yeah. I saying it right? Am I doing it properly? Yeah. Awesome. Yes. No, you did. Do you think you you found something of use i did thank you so much for doing that for our listeners oracle papu uh that was really really cool and a nice way to wrap up the episode uh so why don't we take a quick break everybody and then we will come back and we will uh, finish up the season final goodbye yes Are you are you Yay. coming down from this uh, oracle energy? Are you coming back to our level now? Yes. <laughs> yes, guys. So that was our reflections episode, the final episode 80 by the way. I wrapped it up in perfect even number. Wow. So yes, guys, uh here's to many more things to look forward to for just keep up. Uh I'm desperately trying to quit my day job so hard so I can do this full time, trust me. Like my job, my current full time job this year. Mm. I swear to god I don't think I can do this full time uh my job that is. So I'm going to do as much as I can to devote my time to this podcast um uh, mm. much more than I did this year. So you can look forward to that. Uh one mm-hmm. of the things I'm going to do is try to heavily launch us on Patreon. Mm-hmm. So you guys can really look forward to that. That's one of the biggest things that uh, we'll have a lot more stuff up on our Patreon right now and it's been very like dead, I know, but you know we need your subscriptions. We're listener funded. <laughs> so uh, all this amazing stuff doesn't come for free. Papu and mm-hmm. I are, you know, starving artists. Uh mm-hmm. so yeah, you can look forward to seeing us more on Patreon, getting more stuff on there. So we're going to do that. And yeah, I hopefully we can have more regular episodes next year. It all depends on my burnout, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah and my depression so here's hoping it'll be okay yes guys uh, your support is paramount in a, for us to approach our new year with new adventures and take you along with it so you know what show your support by sharing this podcast with your friends supporting us on Patreon even if it's for $1 so don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes okay that's the best way you can uh, bump up our podcast on the list you can also support the show and subscribe to us on Patreon for only $1 a month 
wow that's like the whole year would be like the cost of maybe what two coffees or something so thank you so much for staying with us on this journey for this long we are wrapping up season five yeah and next year we will be starting with season six uh, yes. so you can look forward to an episode from us around the end of the month of january was when we will begin the new season with a new bang new energy new artwork memes on the instagram page all that stuff all right, guys. So I think that is it for us. Um, I hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas and I hope everyone will have a very safe New mm. Year's. Uh, Papu is going to be at a crazy house party. I'm going to be at home in my pajamas. <laughs> so that's going to be fun. All right. Okay. Okay, everyone. So take care. We will see you all in the new, Happy new decade. Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Bye. guys this is Papu, the other half of chuski pop if you like what you hear then give us a follow you can listen to us on spotify itunes and stitcher you can also support the show on patreon and buying our prints on chuskipop.com perfect excellent wonderful chalo done by the way my name is dev karan singh lekin aap yaar se mujhe dev keh sakti are aap dev ho ya mahadev mere cabin mein kya kare get out get out from my cabin right now ek minute किसी ने आपसे कहा है कि आपकी आंखें बेहद खूबसूरत हैं? हेलो हेलो सिक्योरिटी आप फौरन यहां चले आइए मेरे रूम में एक बदमाश घुस आया है फौरन तुरंत ये क्या कर रहे हो आगे मत बढ़ो आगे मत बढ़ो ये जैकेट पहन लीजिए मैडम कहीं सिक्योरिटी वालों के सामने आपका तौलिया खिसक गया तो वो बेचारे अपनी ड्यूटी भूल जाएंगे और कसम खुदा की खुशी के मारे मेरी तो जान ही निकल जाएगी बदमाश कहा चोर मेरी मी टेल मी ओ चादर में चोर मैडम चलिए बाहर निकलिए इजिट इसे बाहर निकालो ये मेरा कैबिन है जी नहीं ये कैबिन मेरा है ये मेरा आ, कैबिन एक मिनट डिसाइड मैं करूंगा कैबिन किसका है ओके टिकट प्लीज आप दोनों में से देवकरण सिंह कौन है जी मैं हूं तो ये कैबिन आपका मैडम चादर रखिए सामान उठाइए आप अपने कैबिन में तशरीफ ले जाइए क्योंकि आपका कैबिन 21 बी सेकंड फ्लोर पे है सॉरी पोस्टल एड्रेस गलत है माफी इनसे मांगिए समझी देखिए मिस्टर मुझसे गलती नहीं नहीं ये सब की जरूरत नहीं है वैसे आप चाहें तो इसी कमरे में रह सकती हैं आप। really? no, no, आप सो जाइएगा और मैं यहाँ सोफे पे काम चला लूंगा What? क्या मतलब है आपका मैं बेड पे और आप सोफे पे तो चलिए हम दोनों ही सोफे पर मुझे अरे जाने मन जाते जाते अपना नाम तो बताते जा <laughs> <laughs>